everybody. It is time for some fucking. <clears throat> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities with Sarah and Marcus. I am Sarah Benincasa. I'm at twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. That's Mr. Marcus Parks. And I'm at uh, twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. Ah, oh, sweet mother of fucking baby Jesus. How are we doing? I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic, man. That's awesome. You're banging. You got a hot lady. I am drinking a dirty martini, and I uh, dropped one of my olives on the floor of the Creek in the Cave, creeklic.com. <laughs> 1093 Jackson Avenue, I think. It is. Uh, you shouldn't eat... I mean, if you're in a bar, and this is not to besmirch the, the Creek's reputation for stellar cleanliness, but like... If you're in a bar, you shouldn't eat off the floor. No. And I dropped a Spanish olive on the floor, and I was looking at someone and talking to her, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to eat this. I mean, I shouldn't eat this, but I'm going to eat this. <laughs> Megan O'Keefe, I think, who's a, a writer for The Hairpin and other places, and HelloGiggles.com, which is Zooey Deschanel's site. And uh, I was just like, Megan, I'm going to eat this. I hope that's okay with you. And she was cool with it, you know? And I felt good about that. <laughs> so! Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it too. I mean, I've I've eaten hungry, some. Dude. I've seen. I've eaten plenty of nasty things off of floors. I, I was just kind of like, you know what? All I've eaten a cheese. So good. I've eaten a cheeseburger I found underneath the seat in my car. Marcus, that's not acceptable. It's totally acceptable. It's McDonald's. Uh, well, you know, it never goes bad. But that, <laughs> I find that upsetting. I need to drink more to deal with that. So we give advice on sexy time. We talk about sex and other human activities. Um, uh, I have been engaging in a, a lot of. Uh, one human activity, not sex, unfortunately, but I have been spending a lot of time experimenting with meditation, Ooh. which has been really interesting. I've been listening to a woman named Tara Brock, T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H. You can go to tarabrock.com to hear more from her. And she practices a kind of meditation called Vipassana or insight meditation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, a, it's a little different from mindfulness meditation, which is like what, if I have a background in meditation, it's, it's in that. Um, and I don't have a huge background in it. But that's something that I learned about when I was about 21 and started to practice for relaxation purposes. It's a little bit different, but it's pretty great. And she is a psychologist. Um, she is trained in you know that western tradition but she also lived in an ashram for 12 years so you know that bitch is probably crazy <laughs> and um so she fuses you know buddhism and um and, and western psychology and uh, it's really interesting she's got a lot of free talks available on the itunes and i suggest you check her out you know who else is really big into meditation who david lynch Oh, yeah, he's got a, uh, he funds, like, weird centers and stuff, right? Yeah, he's got a book called Catching the Big Fish, mm. uh, which is pretty good, especially if you read it, if you, you read the book in David Lynch's uh, Gordon Cole character from Twin Peaks. N- never seen Twin Peaks. Oh, my God. It's just David Lynch talking like this for the whole time. Okay. <laughs> it's well, very... uh, I have seen that one movie with the finger banging, and I was like, <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah, imagine uh, a guy. Just meditation is the best thing a person can do for their life. Yeah, that doesn't make me want to meditate <laughs> at all. 
first of all. <laughs> Second of all, it makes me question his sanity. Uh, Third of all, it makes me want to drink some more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, meditation. Do you ever meditate? Uh, no, nah, not really. I can't slow my mind down long enough to do it. Mm. Like, I can never clear my mind, ever. That's sort of, I think that's part of the process, though. I can never stop it from going. I think it's really, a, it, it's part of the process is a struggle. Like, even getting your mind to clear for a second is is exciting, you know? Um, and I think like the whole idea is that you need to start doing it in order to be able to train your mind to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying. I know what you're saying. No, I'm saying. But it's neat. If um, if anybody's interested in mindfulness meditation, which is uh, a lot of following the breath and uh, kind of disengaging from or just rather accepting whatever comes up. Instead of being like, I'm so angry, why the fuck am I so angry? But just accepting it and focusing on your breath. It's really revolutionary, especially for, and I say revolutionary, it's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But I mean, as someone who's really anxious and who is very, you know, go, go, go and kind of a type A personality, I think. It's really quite revolutionary to allow yourself the time to just sit down and breathe. And I really recommend it to anyone except someone who does not feel at all comfortable with his or her thoughts if you don't and i've been there relatively recently where i didn't feel comfortable being alone with my own thoughts um because my thoughts were like i should kill myself um so you know that's not the most comfortable thought to be with in that case it's probably distraction is probably better for for you um but, uh, you know, so if you're experiencing a lot of intrusive thoughts, I would choose meditation wisely with the assistance of a psychologist or psychiatrist who's open to the practice. But if you're feeling reasonably solid, I would go for it. And um, I, what I, the way that I have found right now it to be helpful as I come out of a, of a pretty big depression is... Um, I find it very helpful to listen to a guided meditation hmm. because my mind is a bit unruly on its own. And in the course of training it, it helps to have a teacher. Uh, yeah, I definitely need some sort of guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to just go out there and just sit that because that's the thing is that I either uh, get freaked out or fall asleep. One of the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fall asleep. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, this is so boring. But I don't do it, you know, every day, but I, I, I try. And, and I like listening to Tara Brock's um, things. She was recommended to me by Livia Scott, who's a comedian and actress here in New York, because um, she tells interesting stories. And, it's, you know, it's just kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of neat. So um, our other human activity of the day, meditation. Um. Give it a whirl. Now let's get down to the fucking... Yeah. We got some great responses today when we said, you know, on the Twitters and the Facebook, like, hey, got a question? Bring it on. Um, By the way, we are available at Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. Should you have questions for us, my little munchkins, my little monkey funks, my little poop fuckers, you know, um, I like to call you all kinds of things. (laughs) Little poop fuckers. Hey, little poop fuckers. Hi, little poop fuckers. How you doing? That's great. Okay. All right. We got another question. All right. This is from (laughs) Cheyenne, who inexplicably does not mind if we use her real name, even though it's kind of rare, but I guess it's probably not rare among some people. Hi, Sarah and Marcus. My name is Cheyenne. You can use my real name if you want to. I don't really care. All right. I just had a quick question for you guys. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years now, and he always wants me to perform oral sex on him but will never return the favor what a fucking loser cheyenne seriously do you have any tips for what i can do do i just tell him no i don't want to do that for you if you're not going to do it for me yes 
basically. That's the answer. She tells us we're awesome and goes on. And thank you, Shan. But yeah, uh, just tell him, look, I'm not going to go down on you unless you go down on me. Mm-hmm. Just it's that. It really is that simple. It's rare in life that some things are that simple. <laughs> it's that fucking simple. This guy is selfish. Unless he was face raped by his babysitter's vagina. <laughs> A la The Perks of Being a Wallflower, where his babysitter was his aunt, and she would, like, rape him during Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a good book. Anyway, <laughs> Hermione's in the movie, but whatevs. Like, unless that is the case, and I really doubt that it is, I think he's just being a selfish piece of shit. Yeah. And, Cheyenne, if he's not doing that for you, let's look at other places in your life where he perhaps isn't doing much for you. I would do a survey of friends and family. And I would ask them if they've noticed areas in which, uh, what they think of your boyfriend, and, and tell them to be candid if they've noticed areas in which he falls short, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I'd say also, the first time that guy goes down there, make sure everything's under control. Well, yeah, but I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking fine. He's just a loser. I'm just saying. I don't think Cheyenne has, like, some unruly pussy. (laughs) I'm sure it's lovely. I mean, definitely trim, like, trim down the hedges to show the property lines. Like, that's important Mm -hmm. for any piece of real estate when you're selling it. (laughs) But, like, don't fucking, ugh, don't, if he's like, I hate the hair, do not wax it off if he says he hates the hair because fuck him. I'm sure he's got hair at the base of his shaft and on his balls and he probably has you lick his balls. And listen, I am pro blowjob. I think they're great. And I'm not a tit for tat person. I'm not saying every time you go down on him he has to go down on you. But it should not be some kind of goddamn verboten activity, nor should it be something that just occurs on your birthday or some shit. Like, you want to be with the guy who eats that puss, Cheyenne, and you have a stripper name. Your mom and dad gave it to you. (laughs) And so you're probably hot as shit. Because nomenclature is sometimes predicted, you know, it sometimes predicts what a person becomes like. I'm Sarah, so I'm generic. Uh-huh. But like, <laughs> seriously. I'm Marcus, so I'm black. Right. You're black and I'm generic. So you need to get all, I mean, he needs to get his face in your pussy, Cheyenne. Please update us, by the way, on what happens. And uh, I wouldn't yell at him about it. And here's why. I'm I'm uh, as a friend of yours, which I'm not, but let's pretend I would yell at him. But uh, for you, the object is to get him to do it. So I just sit him down and be like, look, buddy, there's a new sheriff in town and it's called <laughs> Cheyenne's Clit. And uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm not going to go downtown on you until you start experimenting with going downtown on me. I'm not saying you got to make me come right away. Maybe this is something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. Get him a copy of The Guide to Getting It On, Cheyenne, which is a great book. Guide to Getting It On or The Good Vibrations Guide to Sex or the Babeland book Morgasm. And uh, make him learn because he has to because he's shirking his manly duties. And uh, that's not cool. Uh, it's one of the supreme, it's a breakupable offense. It's one of the supreme joys in life. Yeah, Marcus eats pussy. God, he, I love he pussy. eats his girlfriend's pussy all day, <laughs> all day He's, long. He doesn't have a jaw right now because it like <laughs> fell off. So like, what the fuck? I mean, if Marcus is gonna do that, then Ovs, your boyfriend, should. Well, it's not like it's a chore or anything like that. I love doing it. That's because you're a good person, Marcus. What? It's a testament to your soul being a beautiful thing of sparkles and flame that was hatched (laughs) in an egg in heaven. And Cheyenne's boyfriend is a douche from Douchetown, where he is the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about all that. I do. I mean, the Douchetown. Yes, yes, Douchetown. He is that. Yeah. You're an angel from heaven. 
He is oh, Satan from hell. I want to be. I want to be the Satan. Marcus, you're kind of satanic sometimes. I was talking to someone. Let's talk about Marcus for a moment. <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day. We did Cape Comedy Radio Live, and I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, you know, Marcus is great, and they were like, yeah, he's one of the best people I know. But if he went like, but he might kill people. Like if he was a serial killer, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And I said, oh yeah. And this is what I said. I was like, and I was similarly intoxicated. I'm mildly intoxicated right now. And similarly, I was mildly intoxicated. And I was like, listen, if I heard that Marcus went on, like, I adore Marcus. I think he's fantastic. He is a a great friend to me. And I, I genuinely love him and would do anything for him. If somebody told me that he went on a shooting spree, I would not be surprised. Yeah. And then I said, but, (laughs) but if somebody told me he went on a saving spree... Like a saving of babies spree from some sort of other shooter or maybe in the same shooting, shooting people, saving babies from the shooting while murdering their parents (laughs) would not be surprised either. He is a man of contradictions. He is the destroyer of worlds and he embodies contradictions. (laughs) Oh, destroyer of worlds. I like the sound of that. I feel like drunk Sarah needs to be here more. For sex and other human activities. And by the way, if you have a question for us, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. And of course, Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks, Twitter.com slash Sarah Benincasa. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash sex and other human activities. All right. Now, this comes from, I don't know if we should use this girl's name. Yep. Nope. We shouldn't. She says no. Um, (laughs) All right. We are going to call her uh, Marcy. Marcy. Marcy Playground is her name. She writes, I wondered if you guys could help. Nearly six years ago, my boyfriend went to Mexico for six months. We were together but going through a rough patch. He cheated on me with another girl. Well, okay. I mean, six months apart and you're going through a rough patch? Like, yeah, he's, yeah. you know, you, you could have banged somebody else too. He cheated on me with another girl and when he came back, I found out about it but decided after many di- arguments and discussions that I would forgive him and we stayed together. Today, he left his Facebook logged in and the temptation to snoop was too great. I looked at his messages. There were only two or three messages to and from this girl. They're mostly general chit chat but on one of the messages my boyfriend wrote that she was difficult to forget and he described their first kiss and all the fun things they did together this message was like a punch in the face to me and I've felt sick ever since the last message was sent in June so I don't know what to do I know nothing would ever happen because we live in England and she's over in Mexico but that doesn't make it easier to stomach should I just get over it and let it go or should I talk to him about it I would then have to tell him I looked through his messages. And she says, help, we are a really happy couple, believe it or not. And we have an amazing son and a great life. Is it worth rocking the boat over a pretty harmless email? No. Okay, Marcy. No, it's not worth it. No. God, it's no. Not worth it. No. This no. is this is just going to, yeah, this is going to just fuck things up. And, yeah, you're, you're going to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's bottom line. You're going to be the bad guy. In this you're going to be douchey McDoucherson. So don't do it. Um, I, I, I obviously think that, you know, of course it's inappropriate for him to be exchanging these messages. But quite frankly, a lot of us, uh, you know, stay in touch with exes. Yeah. Um, I stay in touch with, uh, you know, one ex regularly, another ex. Well, really, I, I just mostly talk to his wife because she's cooler than he is. <laughs> but like, he's very nice. But, um, but, but he picked a great girl. What a great gal. Anyway, um... You know, there's a, gosh, I guess I, you know, I I keep in touch with one ex regularly, but there's another once in a while, and I'm sure, one and another one like once every three years that I'll Mm. say hi to. So he, you know, he was feeling nostalgic, and um, sure, it sucks. I I would freak out, much like you did, Marcy, but I do think that you need to let him have that you need to let him have that because you were snooping into his private life and he it doesn't seem he was doing anything to endanger the health of you or your child 
and n- not even really doing anything to endanger your emotional health. You know, he mm-hmm. remember. I mean, I, it was it inappropriate, sure, but I don't think it's worth rocking the boat. Nah, and you know, really the. The email sounds fairly, you know, pretty harmless. Because yeah, I actually did, had something that was it was fairly similar to this. As I was in a relationship with a uh, with a woman, and one of my ex girlfriends got a hold of me, like the girl that I was like absolutely head over heels in love with in college. Aww. Like, I mean, really, like in love with this girl. Uh, and you know, we'd send a couple of like she sent an email, just like, hey, I was thinking of you. Um, you know, like you remember this that we did? I was like, yeah, you know, like I. I had a really great time. I remember these things. Uh, and we, like, went through some memories and things like that. But it was totally harmless. Mm-hmm. Was I going to tell my girlfriend about it? No. N-O. No. But it was totally harmless. It was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I remember that. We shared something very special at one point in our lives. Uh, and we had a great time. And there's nothing wrong with remembering that, you know, just being like, yeah, that was that was really cool. You, know, you don't have to let all that – you don't have to – you know, you, can, you can't expect your partner to forget their entire life before they were with you. you yeah, know? and granted, this was when he was with Cheyenne. That though. is true. Yeah, so that's, that adds another layer of weird. I forget about that. Yeah, yeah, that adds a whole different layer of weird for her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cheyenne, clearly, like, this relationship is not a perfect one, but I don't know any relationship that is. So – are you get away from the but I love him stuff like take that away is is he good to your son that's great get away from that too because he can be good to your son as an ex so what you need to ask yourself is is he good to me mm-hmm. on a day to day basis is he good to you you know that that to me is more important now of course I would lose my shit flip out and probably being a Scorpio enact some sort of really elaborate like rage revenge scheme and maybe it would just exist in my own head Mm -hmm. but um it wouldn't be worth it because you'd end up feeling shitty so i would not tell him i would just carry that with you and um i just want to tell him about it yeah you know we just because you're with someone does not mean that he is privy to all of your private life and and you should know that too shan just because you're with him doesn't mean you're privy to the entirety of his private life but seriously, though, fuck him. If I were your girlfriend, <laughs> if I were your girlfriend, I'd be like, fuck him. What a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. He's a loser. Yeah. If you, if but we're speaking uh, objectively. Yeah, because we are geniuses. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking. My head's just. I, I've got genius ooze gooping yeah, out of my it's ear. It's gross, right now. and I have to wipe it off your face sometimes. Yeah. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cheyenne, let us know. You know how it goes. I really would not encourage you to talk to him about it because I do not think it's a good idea. But anyway, um, all right, moving on. Let's see. Now, Marcus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We are going to call this girl Topanga. (laughs) She says, uh, she is a girl we know, and she says, I'm a 26-year-old female. I've lived in New York for four and a half years. I've been single for the past two and a half years and have grown increasingly frustrated with my dating life or lack thereof. I consider myself a pretty normal girl, fun, attractive. I have a great career, but I'm having a really hard time meeting guys. It seems in New York that every guy just expects you're going to sleep with them after the second or third date. Well, I think that's true. I think many guys do expect that. Mm-hmm. Or that the only way you eventually get into a relationship with someone is by hooking up first and then seeing if you actually like the person. I've never been into random hookups or even just drunk making out with a stranger. In the past two and a half years, I've only dated. To me, that means going out on more than one date and seeing, on a somewhat regular basis, two guys. 
both of whom I really, really liked, both of whom ended things after I told them I wanted to wait to have sex with them. Other than that, I've got nothing going on. I've tried online dating and gone out with a few guys, but haven't met anyone I've really liked. And to add to all this, or I guess because of this, I've never had sex before. It's not because I'm religious, waiting to get married, or a prude. I love masturbating, watching porn, making out, and I love giving head when I'm dating someone. And I'm not necessarily waiting for a special person or think it's going to be something really magical the first time. Having sex has just always been something that I've only wanted to to do with someone with whom I'm in a committed relationship, and I just haven't been in any healthy adult committed relationships. Also, at this point, it would probably be pretty awkward if my first time were with a random. I had a boyfriend in high school, but just wasn't ready then. Then went to college and never seriously dated anyone, but worked really hard with my major and building lifelong friendships with girls. That's awesome. Then I moved to New York and had a boyfriend for a year who, even though I really wanted to, refused to have sex with me because he was weirded out by the fact that I was still a virgin at 23. Well, that guy sounds like a douchebag, Topanga. Yeah, that's a... What an idiot. Yeah, that sounds... Ugh. That guy was just a <laughs> that, that, mean, Yeah, that sounds like there was whole, a whole other thing going on. That doesn't even really make sense. T-Pangs. That dude just sounds like an asshole. Come on. Like, weirded out that you're a virgin 23 and he's your boyfriend? Then why is he your boyfriend if he can't accept that about you? Not your fault. He was dumb. Yeah. That really messed me up for a while, being treated like I had some kind of disease and completely rejected. Of course it did. Oh, my God. That would fuck with my head hugely. So here I am. It's 26, single and still a virgin. I feel embarrassed by it. And that now I'm being punished for having made good, responsible decisions when I was younger. I also have felt when the few times I've dated guys, I'm keeping the secret from them, but I know that it's just part of who I am and I can't go back in the past and change it. And having trouble with guys has always been a part of my life. I've always been the one to get dumped and have really gotten my heart terribly broken several times in the process. More than anything, I want to be in a relationship with someone that I care about and loves me for who I am. But how can a quote-unquote nice girl get there when it seems like all guys care about is fucking? And how can I talk to a guy about this without having him run for the hills? Is there hope for me or should I just give up and join a convent? Okay, Topanga. So, first things first. We need to get out of this um, because even though you're a cool girl, and I know this because I know you personally, um, we need to get out of this idea, and I know you put it in quotes, of like nice girls. Yeah. Nice girls in quotes versus, and you don't say bad girls, but there are plenty of nice girls who like to get down to fucking. And I know that you mean, by using that terminology, you mean a stereotypically nice girl. But the thing is, Topanga, you are putting yourself on a little bit of an icy princess pedestal here. And um, you're doing that even before the guys go and do that. So we need to get you off that icy princess pedestal. You need to stop thinking of yourself as a quote unquote nice girl and start thinking of yourself as a girl. Yeah. You've been sexually active. Many people would not say that you're a virgin. You have given head. That's pretty sexual. That's oral sex is sex. Yeah. And so you may even want to not only stop thinking of yourself as a quote-unquote nice girl, stop thinking of yourself as a virgin. Seriously. Quite frankly, you've been very sexual. Yeah, don't. You, it's just you're just getting it in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's there and it's just rolling around all the time. And I think it's it's become kind of a, a weird obsession and possibly even a wall mm-hmm. between you and other people, whether they know it's there or not. And hell, I'm. I even question as to whether you should even tell the guy or not. I don't think you should. I don't think you should. I don't think you should even have to tell him. It's like whenever uh, you're, you know, just say like, yeah, I, I want to wait. You know, like I'm not, I'm not ready yet. And then whenever you're ready, just fuck him. Yep. Don't tell him you're a virgin. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't, you know, have any kind of like a confession or anything like that. Oh, yeah. No big talk. Fuck the just, talk. Yeah. You're fi- a grown up. You don't yeah. need to have the talk. Yeah, you're 26. 
Like you don't need to talk. Like you don't need to talk it out or anything like that. Just do it. And even. And, uh, you know, yeah, of course, like, things are going to be real, you know, tight down there. Which is great for the dude and might not be as comfortable for you. But I have a feeling that if you've been finger banged, um, that it's not going to be quite as frightening as some people would think. In fact, it might be. I mean, I had sex for the first time when I was 21. And... um, it was, you know, it was really fun, and it wasn't painful at all. It was rocking. Mm-hmm. And I've heard plenty of stories on that count. It's not all like, oh, it was agonizing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, I'm sure, like, there's probably going to be some finger banging going on beforehand. Yeah, that's gonna get, warm it up. That's going to get some things warmed up. Warm and... it up, Chris. I'm about to warm it up, Chris. That's what I was born to do, into Topanga's <laughs> pussy with my fingers. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, it's it. There's... <laughs> Yeah, there's. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's a. Uh, it is definitely like a, a pedestal type thing where it's like, oh, they won't like me because I'm a virgin. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's not that. Like that's not that's not what it is at all. It's like you're just that's it's building a wall between you and whoever yeah. you might you know, and it could even be something that you're doing. Uh, to prevent yourself yep, you from have... actually going through with it, from actually, because mm-hmm. I imagine, you know, like you're probably fucking terrified still. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're 26, it's built up so much in your mind, it's built up so much by society, the guys that you've dated and all that. And I'm sure it's just like built up into this huge fucking anxiety ball in your head. Uh, and you just gotta let that go, man. Yeah, the only way to get through like the only way to get over it is to go through it yeah and so you must have the experience um i'm not saying it must be with a rando but i think that you've defensively built you've built a defensive like beautiful translucent icy tower around yourself and put yourself in it as the princess and as people have given you feedback and, you know, probably, like, been dicks to you or, or been mocking or been teasing friends maybe even, like, of course you reinforce that icy tower because you're like, well, I mean, it's horrible to have someone do what, what this boyfriend did in particular, treat you like you had some kind of disease or were fucked up because you were a virgin. That guy was an asshole. Yeah. Tabanga, like, he was a douche. That sounds, that sounds like, so there's something completely different. Like, a year and won't, he won't fuck you because you're, what? Well, that, and you were that, into that, it? He it sounds like a jerk. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Something because, was wrong with him. Because it's like, uh, when, it's not like you're going to suddenly not become a virgin while you're with him. And he doesn't want to have sex, and he's in a relationship with you for a year, and he doesn't want to have sex with you for a year because it it makes my fucking head hurt. That was a guy. Like, there's something wrong with that dude. There's something wrong with him. And in fact, I would venture to say that's a guy who wanted to hurt you or wanted to hurt women in some way. That's a guy who had some issues with women that had nothing to do with you, T-Pones. But I mean, I've, you know, been with people who didn't, who just like wouldn't stup me. And it was very confusing because I'm delightful and my pussy is a wonderland. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, it um, long-term relationships, too, like you were in Topanga. And I wasn't a virgin, but still. Um, what I've come to believe is that men who refuse to have sex with a female but stay with her in a relationship have something fucked up happening. Listen, yeah. if he just didn't want to have sex with you, he could have broken up with you and gone and have sex with somebody else. But the fact that you were together for that long and he was refusing, something is up there. And it's not for us to decide and it's not for you to decide. It won't necessarily give you any peace to know. But just ex- I hope you can accept 
And it's something that I'm trying to accept as well, that that is that person's issue. And it doesn't mean that you were perfect in that relationship. I'm sure you weren't. I'm sure you were a bitch sometimes. That's, you know, but it wasn't your fault. And it's not cool that that person put this on you. And it seems like it traumatized you a bit. But you're 26 now. That was years ago. It's time to put on your big girl pants and and then take them off. (laughs) (laughs) um, So it's perfectly fine to wait to tell someone that you have your V-card. But here's the thing. I don't think you really do. You've been sexual. I would guess that you've probably done everything but. I'm sure. Yeah. So Sounds like it. Why don't you stop thinking of yourself as a virgin? Because I was raised in the Catholic Church, and they sure wouldn't necessarily call you a virgin. Although, you know, in Catholicism, it's like, as long as it can't make a baby, you're a virgin. I mean, you're really narrowly defining sex Topanga you're defining sex as only a penis in a vagina so what does that say about lesbians I mean are they not having sex what does that say about the gays are they not having sex is sex only a penis penetrating a vagina I don't think so there are a lot of other elements to sex and you have had sex so pretty much the biggest message I want you to come away from this with is surprise you're not a virgin (laughs) you haven't been a virgin for a long time yeah there's a sexual act you haven't done Um, I've never been fisted I bet Marcus has been fisted (laughs) I would not be surprised I'd be like okay I definitely could not fist anyone Mm -hmm. or I mean I guess I could I mean I just I have this big gigantic have you been fisted in the butt I have not. We've you, talked about the only things that have been in my butt on this show before. What has been on your butt? You know, a butt plug. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, jerk one, off with a butt plug? What's that? Do you jerk off with a butt plug? I used to. It just got to be too much of a production. Yeah, well. Yeah, because you got to lube it up, and then you kind of got to get you got to get the towel down there. And, in case you shit. In case you shit, because you don't know. Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> it's like our friendship is... So magical. It is. There are new discoveries that I make all the time <laughs> that make me question what I believed. Not unlike a Catholic who begins to think that maybe she should be Jewish. Maybe. Which is a thing I also relate to deeply. But, like, that is, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Just, it's just common Topanga, sense. Topanga Lo <laughs> I assume you're Spanish, even though no, you're not. Uh, maybe you are. I don't know. Um, Marcus sitting, jerking off mm-hmm. with a butt plug in his asshole. Yes, vibrating. Vibrating. Okay, that's. <laughs> it's like I'm only one woman. There's only so much that I can understand. <laughs> And this is a lot to take in. Yeah. Much like the butt plug was a lot to take in. It's not my fault God put a G-spot in my asshole. Does your GF know about the butt plug? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ge- I'm, I guess. I don't know. Have you? Like, let, let's <laughs> talk about this. And to pin I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I told her about this. I don't know. Well, she's, you told she's her not, now. Yeah, she's not surprised you about anything that I say. She's she's well aware do you of what like, goes on like, in the do, head. Do you tell her everything? Like, are you like like? Did you guys sit down and did you go hey? Because I think this is relevant to Topanga's situation. I do not believe that every couple needs to do this, Topanga. I really don't. In fact, like I. Don't there? There were times when I thought I did. Um, I've realized as I've grown older, I don't need to know every sexual experience someone has had. Did you and and, and your girl sit down? And were you like, let's just let it out about like past sexual experiences? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, it uh, came up in conversation, uh, just like things here and there uh, where we would just talk about like, oh, hey, I did this really crazy fucked up thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I did a real crazy fucked up thing, too. And then we'd share stories. Uh, but, you know, we're pretty cool with shit like that. You know, it's like they don't necessarily. Yeah, it's a, we, we do trade fuck stories, definitely. Okay. <laughs> so. Because we've both done some weird fucked up shit. Like. Not necessarily fucked up, but we both delved into some weird sexual areas in our past. Okay. Yeah. The, so the homosexuality, for example. No. Uh. You made out with a dude, though. You oh, no. I'm it. talking about that's something with the, that we shared. Yeah, I've made out with a dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about her, actually. I haven't really talked. I haven't really talked to her about Fascinating. that. Fascinating. You yeah. should. Yeah. That's something you should discuss. So, see, Topanga, even in a highly functional relationship like Marcus's, you you know, everybody, he doesn't know everything about the gal, and they've really told each other a lot of stuff. But, yeah. you know, I can't say that I know everything about the gents that I've been with. Yeah, and I didn't definitely didn't know uh, everything about her before we had sex for the first time. Mm. No. So whatever. I mean, listen, T-Pangs, you enjoy your, you know, you date and go out with a guy, and it's fine to be like, okay, can you go slow? I will do that. I will do that upon first fucking a dude. Yeah, I'll my girlfriend like, tells me that. Go can you slow. go slow? This, Sorry, ah, it kind of hurts. And if it hurts and I'm just not ready for it or I'm just not into it, I'll be like, I'm sorry, I need to stop. And I don't even need to apologize, BTW. I shouldn't do that. I should just go, I need to stop. And you can do that, too. It's okay. And you could even just say, yeah, I mean, you don't even have to say, like, uh, I'm a virgin. You can say, like, it's been a really long time since I've had sex. Yeah, you can just be like, I I haven't had sex in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And because the, a vagina is, is elastic. Let me tell you something. It returns to a factory setting. Correct. This is why we are <laughs> friends. Oh, Marcus understands. I understand. My vagina is memory foam, and I believe most pussies are this way as well. And it returns to a factory setting if it has not been, you know, played with. Like yeah. Much like the common buckwheat pillow <laughs> obtainable at your local Whole Foods slash hippie store that kind of smells like B.O., um, it will, you know, it'll return to its factory setting, and that's okay. And I would bet that by now your hymen wore away long ago. That shit was out the door quite a while ago. Yeah. So you may feel discomfort, and, and that's okay, too. I mean, it took me a few years to really start to enjoy sex. The first time I had sex, the first four times I had sex. I had sex four times the first the first night that I had sex. I had sex four times. And two wow. of the times I came just from vaginal penetration, I was like, what the fuck? This must be how life is. Nope. But um, <laughs> it was so fun. You know, I was so excited. I was so thrilled. It was so fun. And it wasn't until after that that it got to be a bit more difficult. And then it took me several years before I really kind of was like, okay, this is what I like. Mm-hmm. And so, Topanga, don't feel... Just be open to whatever happens. And don't feel like you have to announce it. Yeah. It's, you know, part of what what's going on is I think the fact that you, you your friends know about it and that it's like a public thing. Um, I think that it'll be a lot better for you if you're just quiet about it. And listen, I am the queen of TMI. Mm-hmm. I will tell you some stories. We have the show. We do. We have a show. <laughs> there, are, there are 22 episodes of us doing TMI. Let me tell you, I sat down with my boss today. Uh, I am a writer and an editor. And I sat down with my boss today, and my boss was like, so how are things going? And I was like, I'm full of so many drugs, <laughs> and I go to therapy every day. I don't go to therapy every day, but I go a lot. You know, these are just things that sometimes yeah. I will say, and yeah. I'll just be like, yeah, what? sure. Like, if somebody at work were like, have you ever had anal sex? I'd be like, yeah, and I didn't like it. I'll try anything 12 times. <laughs> In fact, I said that to my coworker, Johnny, last night at a bar. So 
I am not somebody who's being judgy for a girl being honest about her life. What I'm doing is is trying to apply some compassion and some understanding to your own story and saying, that, you know, this is something private and exciting. I mean, sex can be this exciting private wonderland. And it's something you can explore. It's an ongoing process. You don't mm-hmm. have to be great at it right off, off the bat. No. Marcus has a faraway look in his eye <laughs> as if he were thinking of Peter Pan. I'm thinking of sex. Mm-hmm. With my lady. With his lady, who he hearts. It's pretty great. In the vagina. It's, it's, pretty, it's really good sex. Right. Well, that's great. <laughs> my great sex is far away right now, so that's pretty great. <laughs> I'm Most, sorry. Mostly, I'm sorry. I just drink. No, no. I'm, I'm happy for you that you're having great sex. I have the occasional martini. <laughs> And listen to meditations, <laughs> fucking CDs, and I'm like, okay. Well, we're kind of we're kind of switched now because, like last last spring, you were the one having great sex, and I was, uh, I believe, making clay figurines most of the time. This spring? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Were you making clay figurines? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sexual frustration equals clay figurine time for Marcus. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> And they're mostly little demons and devils. That is so great. Little sea creatures. Oh, little Cthulhu. Oh. <laughs> I love you making Cthulhu. I'm like, I'll listen to some meditation CDs. Maybe I'll focus on my career. Um, I'm like, I'm going to write some songs about the devil. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love our friendship. It is a great and beautiful thing. I love our friendship, too. It makes me so happy inside. I didn't get to meet your uh, your lady the other night. I mean, I feel like I've met her casually, maybe. I don't think you have. Maybe I haven't. I didn't get to she meet her. She did want night. me to tell you that your tits look great. <gasps> Thank you. Mazel tov, Dankeschön. What is that? <laughs> it's like it's a little bit of Jew and a little bit of German. It's sort of like ebony and ivory. <laughs> That's really nice of her. Thank you. Tell her thank you. I'll, I'm telling her right now. Thank you for saying that. I yes. appreciate it. And I'll, I'll tell her whenever she comes over to my place later cool. on. Cool. Yeah. Well, I went. After- We're going to watch Eraserhead. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, it's the best. David Lynch, right? Boy, David Lynch is just coming up all over the place. So I went and hung out with my friend, and she and her friends were playing poker. She's a girl, a, a, a guy's girl. Yeah. And I'm and I'm her friend who's a girl. And so they were playing poker, and I was just kind of chilling out and read, like reading books and hanging out with her cat. It was just really nice, honestly, to be around people. Because as, as regular listeners of Sex and Other Human Activities know, I went through a real deep depression this summer that was like teenage suicide, don't do it. It. And I was like, I'm 30, still don't do it. So it was pretty intense. And I was home in New Jersey for a while. And we did a few like remote episodes. And, and uh, I would come into the city just to do an episode with Marcus. And it was a, a fairly gnarly time that I'm still, you know, coming out of. But um, I, I just said to myself, I was like, you know what, Sarah, this is good for you to be around people. Just be around people. It doesn't matter what's going on. But may I say, and to Pangs, I'm going to transition into talking about something else now. But um, ultimately, I hope that you that what we said was helpful and loving and compassionate and that you heard it and that you run with it and that you keep going out with awesome dudes and you keep enjoying yourself. Yeah. And that you open yourself up literally and figuratively to having a sexual experience with someone who you trust at some point. It'll happen. Totes. My best friend will not fuck a dude um, until she feels supremely comfortable with him. I mean, she didn't have sex with, I think, her last boyfriend for the first three months they were together. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's 30. She's beautiful. And that is your prerogative. That's okay. 
just be open to it at some point. Yeah. And if a guy is not going to be down for it, for waiting, then, you know, he's not going to be the guy for you. It's just the way it goes. No. Uh, nope, we don't. Oh, before we go, uh, mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to one of our uh, listeners. Sure. Who uh, gave us a response. One of the girls who, uh, the girl who uh, sent us uh, an email talking about how she was cutting herself. Oh, yeah. She has not cut herself in eight weeks and three days. That's awesome. Oh, sweetie, that's so good. Yes. We're so proud of you. You know what? You need to use some positive reinforcement to, I mean, I don't know if you're in counseling or what, but you should be. But um, use some positive reinforcement. So not negative reinforcement, not if you cut yourself, I will hit you. But um, I haven't cut myself in this long. It's time for me to watch a movie I've always wanted to watch. Or it's time for me to go get a massage. Or it's time for me to have a little bit of ice cream that I've always wanted. Or, you know, use some positive reinforcement for yourself. Go to go to the local water park. Yeah. She <laughs> sent me a message that said, hi, Marcus, I love you. Oh, Marcus, you're just an adorable little bean sprout. It's very like, come sweet. On. It's very sweet of you to say, Megan. I took the cutest picture of you, dude. Do you see how cute that picture is? <laughs> it is a pretty adorable that picture. That cute where you're looking down. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I feel like he came out of my womb <laughs> and is my child. And now he's going to college. <laughs> but, yeah, it's such a cute picture. Check it out. at. Fa- I, I think I put it on Sex and Other Human Activities. Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, absolutely. Facebook.com slash Sex and Other Human Activities. Marcus looking down at the console in a tender and loving manner as if he wants to embrace it because he loves, such is his love for podcastery and radio. I do have a love for podcastery. You love it. I do. Well, I, I'd better. It's what I spend my, all of my time doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, so here's a few fun things that are coming up. I will be, uh, for those of you who live in Southern California, I will be at Saddleback College in Mission Viejo on Tuesday, October 11th, talking about mental health stuff, mental health awareness to the children. And I think it's open. Like, I think you can come. Whatever. And that's happening on Tuesday, October 11th. Ooh, I forget what time. Go to sarahbenincasa.com slash shows. I will also be in uh, Evanston, Illinois pretty soon, uh, within the next month and a half, I think. And I will be coming to Indianapolis on my birthday, October 25th. I'll be at the University of Indianapolis. Again, talking about mental health and taking care of yourself and all that good stuff. Uh, You can bring me to your college, by the way, to talk about mental health and taking care of yourself. Self-image, body image, uh, queer stuff into it. Um, and uh, it's fun, and we laugh, and we giggle, and, and, you know, I talk for, like, 45 minutes, and then we do, like, 15 minutes of question and answer, and maybe we hang out and go out to eat afterwards. I don't know. But if you're interested in that, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com will put you in touch with my agent. And also, I have a comic book coming out. Which is awesome. Which I'm so excited about, which Marcus saw the, like, first draft for. Yeah, it's great. I was so excited about that. I'm very excited about it, Isn't that fun? It's really fun. Oh, it's so exciting. I should have named a character Marcus, but I didn't. No. Um, it is a Spider-Man story. So it's not. Uh, it's me and Kurt Brownaller and Victor Varnado and Wyatt Cenac from The Daily Show and some different folks. Elliot Kalen, I think his name is, writes for The Daily Show. Different people. Michael Kupperman, fabulous. Oh, I love Michael Kupperman. Love M. Cups. Tales designed to thrizzle. He's fabulous. Me and his wife are having uh, lunch. We're having a Lady Sue lunch lunch on Thursday. Oh. I know. So fun. She's the best. So, uh... Basically, it's called Shame Itself. It's a Marvel one-off. It's a parody. It's a parody of the Marvel Universe. It's called Shame Itself. It comes out um, November 2nd. And uh, I contributed a Spider-Man story. I got to write a Spider-Man story. And it includes Flash Thompson, Spider-Man's 
uh, well, Peter Parker's really original arch nemesis, mm-hmm. who ended up loving Spider-Man. So it's got him in it, and there's a sticky cum joke, and it's just a whole thing. <laughs> Dog Flesh Thompson. He's dumb. And it's illustrated by Stephanie Buscema of the glorious Buscema family dynasty, Sal Buscema and uh, her, her, her uncle and her granddad, John Buscema, um, all Marvel artists for quite a long time. So that's going to be fun. That's a comic. Shame itself. Marvel comes out November 2nd. Fucking get into it. And I'm going to continue plugging because why the fuck not? <laughs> My book, Agora Fabulous, is available for pre-order. It comes out early next year from William Morrow, HarperCollins. But it's available for pre-order on Amazon. And I would love it if you would pre-order because all the pre-orders like go into the first week sales. So even if people have been pre-ordering for six months before, they count it as first week sales. And first week sales are what a lot of places such as Barnes & Noble look at to decide if they're going to like give it some prominent space on the sales floor in their franchises across these great United States. So hmm. if you feel the love and if you enjoy our podcast and uh, you know it's freely offered because we're generous and also ridiculous it would be really nice if you would go I think it's on, it's on Amazon for fucking like 15 bucks or something same on Barnes and Noble if you would go on one of those sites and order Agora Fabulous by Sarah Benincasa uh, that would be glorious and it's even a little bit cheaper I think it's like 11 bucks for your Kindle um, so that's me plugging myself and my shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more money I make in other ways and the more money Marcus makes in other ways, the more time we have to devote to this. Of course. So if you've noticed, if you're a loyal listener and you've noticed that um, sometimes it's been spotty over the summer, there's reasons for that. One is that I was crazy. And two is that sometimes, you know, uh, my other job takes precedence and... Um, unfortunately, but you know, that's just kind of the way it has to be. And so, uh, basically buy my book and then we can all just live in (laughs) podcast land together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just go to cavecomedyradio.com and, uh, go listen to all the shows. Tell your friends about them because the more people listen to them, maybe we can eventually make some money doing this thing. And, uh, then I wouldn't have to be a dishwasher anymore. Right. Marcus wouldn't have to stand up all day and fucking be a goddamn dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. So tell your friends, get the word out there. Let's, you know. Let's start monetizing this bitch. Seriously, I mean, it's not like we've started a goddamn Kickstarter fund or some shit. We're just asking you to, like, go look at our stuff and to, like, buy our awesome shit. Although we might start a Kickstarter fund one day. I'm not ruling that out. I'm not ruling I'm definitely totally not ruling, not that ruling that out. it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, monkey pants. Have a wonderful, wonderful day slash night slash afternoon. And remember, if you have questions for us, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. Please share this magic with your friends. And uh, I hope that you have masturbated at least twice while listening to us. Mm, man, twice in an hour. Yay. Why? Must be a teenager. No, it's a refractory period. It's what? Generally about 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. For a grown-up? For a grown-up, yeah. Usually. So they could have jacked it like three times. Whew. I know. It's pretty hot. Our listeners are sexy. All right. Uh, <laughs> have a good night. Goodbye. Day. Something.